and welcome to a very, very special episode of Going Well Hunting. It's the gamer episode, and we're talking about nothing but games here today. Mm-hmm. I am one of your gamer hosts. My name's Devin. Pronouns are he, him. Mm. I'm another gamer host. Top tier gamer all the time. That's Sky. My pronouns are they, them. I'm Keith. My pronouns are also they, them. And I'm about to shotgun this can of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Let's fucking go! Let's go! <laughs> Let's fuck it up! <laughs> what if going was shotgunning Mountain God, Dew? that would be so bad. <laughs> I would hate that. Yeah, oh, holy I've, um, shit. I had a friend in college who, you know, it was exam week. We were we were all getting rowdy with it. And he would just like, he we would leave a class and he'd be like, all right, I'm going to go out front and shotgun a Red Bull. You coming with me? And I'd be like, absolutely not. And he'd be like, oh, okay, here I go. I don't want to name any names on here. Does their name start with E? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I doubt they're listening, yeah, but you, you don't know. Want to say yeah, anything. I doubt this person who we haven't communicated. You don't want to say anything incriminating about them in their Red Bull crimes. Right. <laughs> if you're out there, if you watch more anime than I think you do. <laughs> I mean, What's up? They watch pro wrestling, so they probably watch anime. Okay. Yeah. That's that's quite a, a leap, but I'll, I'll. Are you sure pro wrestling is anime? <laughs> we need to discuss this. Is there? I mean, I'm sure there is. There's a boxing anime. If you're going to ask that, I was no. I was going to ask if there was a good wrestling anime, and and by good, I mean I mean you've heard of it, and there are good I, things said about I, it. I, I, uh, mm, 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 <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting good there, that to be this contentious. Good in the terms of anime is there is a very famous anime that deals with martial arts and wrestling. Mm. I wouldn't say it's good and say a moral stance. Oh, sure. Okay. Or like an art oh, stance. Boy. Oh, okay. I mean... I'm thinking of Baki. The famous anime where the dude loves drawing large muscle men beating each other up. Does not give a shit about anatomy. <laughs> he sometimes just gives people like... Muscles that shouldn't exist on parts of their body. Oh, uh, you got got some dude with a nice twenty eight pack going. <laughs> like a twenty eight pack, like more ribs than should be possible, <laughs> like a, like a skeleton that just does not make sense. Mm-hmm. We love that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about Bucky other than it seems kind of unpleasant to look at. It is visceral to look at. No one on it looks like a normal human being. Mm. There cool, are so cool. many weird wrinkles and lumps on these people that they're like, these are my muscles. And I'm just like, get rid of them. Not to continue being TMA pilled, but this is hard. This is real meat core over here. Yeah. So you think <laughs> I'd like it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you have to have that suspension of disbelief. You go in and you're like, okay, I'm here to look at some fucked up meat boys. And then you might, you know. Yeah. There's a difference between me hearing Jared Hopworth over a, like audio medium and thinking, man, that guy's probably big and nice. And then seeing what that creation is and being like, man, I don't like that. <laughs> those guys have got to take some spironolactone, smooth out those extra lumps. They do! <laughs> there are too many lumps on those boys. Mm-hmm. I love lumps. how we start off this recording by talking about both Baki and uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! But have not even mentioned, like, the name of the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I think Yu-Gi-Oh! is pre-recording. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's recording to my soul. Sure. I'm sure we'll I'm sure Yu-Gi-Oh will come back up because this episode is Yu-Gi-Oh all about will always come back up. All about the cards. It's always about the harder yeah. cards. Yeah, welcome to Judai Will Dueling. <laughs> uh, Judai Will Dueling. Gotcha. Uh fun duel. Anyways. Anyway, uh so we watched the last episode of Greed Island here on on Hunter Hunter, and also we're gonna be folding our season wrap up into this episode because we didn't want to do three episodes that last mm-hmm. week. That would have we been were hell. So fucking crazy that I don't think we could have done a wrap up episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we I think God it 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 it. We would have just gotten distracted to the point where the episode, like, turned from an hour and a half to, like, four hours. I don't think we have the stamina to 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 go for three whole episodes without just becoming incoherent messes. Yeah, I'm already, I'm already an incoherent mess. That's yeah, just my, I mean, that's just I, my I energy podcast, today. I love our work. We are very much already in the space of, like, we will say something and then someone else is like, yeah, but this other scene came first, so let's talk about that. I feel like if we tried to do three at once, it would just devolve yeah. <laughs> by the third episode, which would be our finale. We would be like, okay, uh, I don't remember anything. Um, I don't know shit, my guy. <laughs> Not a fuck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now we are here. Uh, I didn't write down the episode title, but it is the final episode of, of Greed Island Arc. Um, the episode is called We Finally Meet Togashi. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. I do love at the end of the mm-hmm. last episode, um, everyone came out of nowhere and we're just like, oh yeah, we're going to fight you guys. And then that didn't happen at all. They were just like, like it immediately starts and they're like, hey, we're here just to chill. But also, can I get your prize money? They're like, if we, so the end of the last episode, we learned that the final, to get the final card, you have to play a quiz because this video game sucks. I want to talk about that. You Could have you to ima- do a trivia game. Could you imagine if you're like fighting mm-hmm. fucking Ganon in Legend of Zelda and then he just stops and he's like, but first, your math test. <laughs> I'd be so fucking pissed, my guy. Yeah, he just turns to the camera and is like, but did you study? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but did you study for your algebra exam? Mm. Just excuse me? What if you did have to take a lore quiz, like a Zelda lore quiz, every time I'd fail you because finished I don't pay Zelda attention to what anyone says. <laughs> yeah, th- like, Zelda's the most dialogue-skippy game for me. They like, would say things, yeah. and I'd be like, I don't care. So, all these people show up, and they're like, hey, we're going to take the quiz, too. And if we win, we're going to give you some of the money. But if you win, you got to give us your money, too. And Gon and Killer are like, I- all right. Whatever. I guess. Fine. We're kind of rich, so. Just, we don't care. <laughs> we we have no concept of money. We're both 12. Gones from... There's kind... The, plus the reward money kind of got, got yeah, uh, canceled. Yeah, Gone and Killua are both like, oh, they don't know about the cancel. <laughs> Anyways, let's accept Do this Gone deal. Do Gone and Killua yeah. know about the cancel? Yeah, apparently Suzuka Grain okay. you told yeah. them. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Remember that guy? Garenu said, Garenu said the, yeah, the reward is off, but you all get a billion dollars anyway. <laughs> I would love to enter a contest where some old rich fuck was like, man, I'm just so sad. The, the contest is off. Like, y'all are going to get like a billion dollars, but it's not going to be the 10 billion, I promised. Yeah, no one gets the 10 billion, but everybody who participated does get a nice, a nice billion dollars. A nice fat How billion. How rich is this guy? 
we've talked about the wealth gap in this show. Uh, pretty I rich. Mean, yeah, it's, it's comical. Like, this guy's like Elon Musk levels. We're about to go into an arc where the whole arc is just, wow, poverty, huh? <laughs> Woof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he he did pay several mil several billion for each copy of the game he picked up at that auction. So we know he's like, far right. too rich. Well, and then to had enough left alive. over after all that to give how many copies of this game did he have at the end? Like, I want to say he sent like at least I want like fifty to a hundred guys into here. Were just his guys. So now he's got to give each of those guys a billion dollars. Yeah. His wife died, so that humanizes him, and it makes us like him. Mm, I love the rich. Mm. She wasn't in it for the money. She was just in it for that sweet guilt. She returned every gift she ever bought him so that she could get that money back on her credit card. But she did keep the shitty frame that he made her. So, you know. Are you telling me God, this imagine, woman got like... Do, imagine dating an old rich man and then dying before <laughs> he does. What a fucking... Con. Right? I'd be so fucking pissed. <laughs> Especially if I learned that, like, for some reason I survived or I get to the afterlife and then I learned it's like, oh yeah, he didn't like pay for an expensive medical treatment. Instead, he just like invested in a video game to find a magic card to cure you. Like, bitch. <laughs> bitch, I know you can pay for life support. I mean, in fairness, I think she was on life support for like a while. What happened to her? You don't. Life support doesn't last forever. Eventually. There's no surgery. There's no like treatment plan. They're just like, okay, well, we're going to keep her here and hope she wakes up. Yeah. He's so rich. Yeah. Apparently this guy knows about Nen and we know there are Nen users who can do like ridiculous medical Hire stuff. Machi. We've seen Machi. We've seen Machi so on a completely fucked up arm. So. Yeah. So we know there are probably some Nen users who have some sort of medical expertise. That that seems like a thing that would exist in the world. But he was like, no, I'm going to do this the most expensive and harmful way. So yeah, actually, that makes a lot of sense for <laughs> yeah. him, a billionaire. Here there's a cool potion in VR Skyrim. <laughs> he says, I'm going to build a submarine... To fix the... <laughs> I'm gonna build a submarine, I'm gonna dig a That's tunnel exactly for cars, I'm, I'm gonna... make a completely stupid yeah. tunnel in which cars go through and it plays a laser light show, and then that'll wake up my wife. Yeah. Please, my wife. I'm gonna build a submarine to wake up the wife, and then call all the doctors pedophiles. <laughs> I'm Grimes going goes to... into a coma and Elon Musk to... is like, the cure is on the moon! And we're all like, I mean, she could go to the hospital or something. And he's like, it's on the moon! I'm going to launch a car into space so it can collect moon dust, which will heal my wife. <laughs> In Pokemon, there's a move called Moonlight, which heals your Pokemon depending on the weather conditions. So if I absorb enough Moonlight with the car floating in orbit, mm -hmm. I should be able to heal my wife. That's exactly right. That's right. Parody. Elon Musk can't sue us. Mm. Elon Musk can try to sue me. I have no money, though, so. Yeah. I don't know what he's getting. If Elon Musk sues me, I'm going to kill him, Parody. Um, so there's that. Anyways, <laughs> so... They have to take a quiz. So yeah, so yeah, the the cure for anime wife disease <laughs> is definitely on Mars. But let's let's go, get back yeah, to this sure. greed so island uh, thing. Let's start the test. 
um, they, they have that little conversation. Um, and then everybody kind of sits down to take their test. And, um, the, um, the anime girl from the very beginning of the, I mean, they're all anime girls, but she's very anime. Um, the, like, her name is Elena. We're about to find out, or this might be Ida, but, um, she's administering the test for everybody. And it's like all, all over the, um, all over the the thing. Most people are taking the test. We get lots of shots of people looking very confused and thinking very hard about these questions, but Gome seems to be doing okay. Um, and we do get... Yeah, and everyone is working in groups, but Gon and Kiloa decides to work individually so they can compete against mm-hmm. each other. Just like the spirit of the video game that makes you form a group of 15 to get one card. <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. right. Um, and we do see uh, Genthru and Sub and Bara, and they are still tied up on the ground, in case anyone wanted an update. They're just I chilling. love this entire thing, where they keep cutting back to Genthru and Sub and Bara randomly, and they're all just plain expression, like completely flat face, just staring directly at the sun. Yeah, they're really just thinking about their mistakes. <laughs> they're just like, I nearly died to a 12 <laughs> They're just staring at the sky, contemplating. Bara is staring at the sky like, that girl is seven foot eight and built as fuck. <laughs> that girl's so strong. Yeah, he's sitting there having like a, <laughs> a, a head awakening, going like, damn, maybe I am into women. He's like, like a little wait. bit. She was like really strong as the thing. He's like, wait, hold on. Are we the baddies? <laughs> um, so yeah, they're all they're all taking their little quizzes. It's all we got lots of cut to that. And then um, yeah, finally the test is over, and we learn that Gone with like eighty-seven points is the winner. Oh shit! Oh, oh shit. shit! Oh shit! Um, oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah. As he wins, um, and and you might be saying, but wait, isn't Gone super dumb? How does he know facts? Mm. And but actually, yeah, I think it is in character for him because you know we know just from like as early as se- as season one that he is like very observant and good at picking up little details and remembering things for later. Yeah, yeah, and like um, we've kind of talked about this like throughout the season, but it's cool because it's very much like oh yeah, everybody's been out here just trying to get cards. But Gon was out there, like, actually defeating the monsters to get those cards instead of stealing them from other people. So he was actually, like, doing the work to learn about them. And then it put everyone at a disadvantage because they were kind of metagaming, honestly. Um, Gon was a 100% completionist. He was on that grind. And you know what? He got the full experience. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's very cool. Um, Could you imagine a video game that forced you to 100% it if you wanted to beat it? Yeah, you have, <laughs> once again, this, Damn. like, quiz at the end, like, if you get to the end of Breath of the Wild, and you fight Ganon, and then as soon as you fight Ganon, he's, like, you get into, like, his last points of health, and he goes, okay, wait, and he makes you sit down and take a test about every little, like, side quest that you can do in Breath of the Wild, and you have to complete it, or else you lose. Under which of these rocks did you find the Korok seed? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're talking about this for Legend of Zelda, but I think the most heinous example would probably be Kingdom Hearts. A, because there's like 10 billion collectibles Mm. in each game, and you could spend 400 hours in there just picking up shit off the ground. (laughs) And also, could anyone truly answer a question about the events of Kingdom Uh, Hearts? I posit no. I've listened to God and memorized. I can answer. (laughs) 
I've listened to Gauntlet Memorized. I refuse. I would answer everything correctly unless we're counting Kingdom Hearts, Unchained Key, or whatever the fuck it's called. To which then I have to say, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting because it would be like, is this more Disney lore or is this you have to know Kingdom Hearts lore? And uh, I would lose. I would probably lose on both counts. But um, yeah. <laughs> is Kingdom Hearts? You see, the thing about Kingdom Hearts is I listened to... I listened to Got It Memorized. I, at one point, I tried to get into it and, like, played all the games, and yet I still had to go on Discord and be like, guys, what the fuck is happening in this game? I don't understand any is of Kingdom this. Is Kingdom Hearts A? Why the- what the fuck is up with Roxas and Namine? Why do they exist? Why do they have bodies when Sora's- when when well, Sora's see, body explicitly wasn't, that I don't is, understand. When the keys what is, of awakening was going through Sora, it clipped through Kyrie's heart somehow, and then a piece of it broke off and fused with Sora's heart, and then created Namine. But she's not supposed to exist, anyways. That doesn't matter for how Roxas exists because when Kyrie healed Sora and gave him a new bod, there was still an old bod just left over, and that became Roxas. But because Sora has Ventus sealed within his body, Roxas looks like Ventus for some reason. Did that clear things up? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, all you need to know, Kingdom Hearts is light. Sure. Damn. And my friends are my power. <laughs> I hope that cleared things up for you. It did not, thank you. I love how I love, Kingdom Hearts I love, isn't even I, I love, light. I love 3D where... Where they just introduced time travel and dreams within dreams, and okay, I unironically un- fucking love Dream Drop Distance. It's so oh. fucking stupid. <laughs> They're like, that was definitely the point at which I was like, okay, fuck this forever. <laughs> <laughs> when they are just like Sora, we know that you went around and saved worlds that were consumed by darkness, and he's like, yeah, but did you wake them up? And he's like, I don't know what the fuck that means. And he's like, well, first of all, they're sleeping. Just what does that mean? They're asleep, Sora. It's simple. They're asleep. They are still in darkness and asleep. But I saved them. Yeah, but you didn't wake them up. <laughs> it's fucking bad. It's, it's so fucking simple, Sora. Anyways, you're going to get into that dream and Riku's going to dive into a dream, but it's going to be your dream somehow. Did you know that X on your chest is a tracking device? Man, it's just like in Link's Awakening where you have to beat the game and by beating the game, you're um, waking up the sleeping monster and everyone on the island dies because they were in a dream. Oh, just like King, <laughs> oh, just no. like Final Fantasy X. Mm-hmm. This happens a lot. <laughs> Remember Final Fantasy X? No. I should uh, so, have you play Final Fantasy so- X sometime. <laughs> I love games. So then a couple of goons show up and they say, we're going to take all your cards. Oh, wait, no, this is my favorite because we do get, <laughs> Gon does, like, he wins the game and then um, the owl from Legend of Zelda, Kepora Gebora, shows up with a big letter for Gon and it has the winning card yeah. in it. <laughs> I would like to uh, jump back as we have already lost track. Sure. Uh, while Genthu is staring directly at the sun and thinking about how normal he is and how he has to go to the store to pick up his normal pills. Sure. Uh, he does look directly at the sun and a man walks up to him and taps him lightly on the shoulder and says, I caught the bomber. And then a bunch of vape smoke comes out of his fucking cloak and then he goes, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, just so we're finished with that plot line. Good for him. I think I missed that. I want to make a vaporwave compilation on YouTube, and the static image on the screen is just Genthru and and his husbands just sort of staring up blankly upwards at the sun, just sitting there mm-hmm. vibing. I love that no one ever unties them. 
They're just yeah. chilling. <laughs> They're just fucking chilling. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, after after Gone gets he gets the invitation to the castle and then also a card, which like completes his deck. And uh, yeah, then these two nasties show up uh, and they're like, yeah, we're going to get you. And um, at this point in the episode, uh, Devin turned to me and said, hey, remember them? And I said no, because I I didn't. I don't have any idea who these guys are. How could you not remember them? (laughs) They're the two guys that when Gon was waiting for Killua, one of them wandered out and was like, hey, hey, I'm going to sit here and wait also. And then the other one wandered out and was like, oh, hey, boys, we're being watched. And the other dude was like, yeah, from over there. And they're like, time to go kill him. Yeah. And then Gon's like, oh, they noticed. Literally just a couple of slime balls who we saw at the beginning and said, we'll probably never see these guys again. They don't matter. It turns out they were the actual bombers. (laughs) Could you imagine that twist? Yeah, this dude's just a just a, a side piece. <laughs> we're the real bombers. Actually, could you imagine if they both showed up and they were like, congrats on winning the game, Gone, and they threw off their very shitty disguises and it's just Netero and Beans? <laughs> I thought you were going to oh. say it was Jang, but that would be so funny. <laughs> like, no explanation why Netero and Beans are there. Just, congrats, you won. Just surprise. Surprise! And then Bean makes the (laughs) the scene from King of the Hill. Netero shows up and he's like, surprise! And and Bean goes, (laughs) (laughs) I miss Beans. Yeah, Beans was good. Me too. I also miss the Beans choir that's hovering under (laughs) under Mama's old excurt. Yeah, they're just chilling. They're just chilling. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so these dudes show up. So... Gon and Kalua just beat up those two dudes completely off oh, yeah. screen. No one even gives a fuck. literally don't care. I'm not sure why they showed up even, but yeah, they just kind of beat them up and they're like, Togashi okay. just needed a way to give these boys more cards so they could teleport where they need to teleport. <laughs> so he was like, remember these two goons? What if they got beaten up and Gon and Kalua stole their cards? Mm-hmm. Good for them. It's their right. Mm-hmm. So... And then they, we get a little Abengane monologue. Uh, yes, we do. Mm-hmm. This episode's weird. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just fully thinking about this full episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so Abengane's like, wow, Gonin, Kilua, and Bisky, they all caught the bomber. I didn't think they could do it, but they really pulled it off. Gon's overall power level isn't as good as Genthru's, so he must have had a really good plan that made him win. And then we get the little flashback to the big rock and all the things that happened. And then Avengane's like, oh well, they deserve it. I hope they enjoy the reward. I'm gonna go be an exorcist and make a shit ton of money off of that. And then he just like fucking teleports to Hisoka and he's like, all right, let's go. Let's do a let's do a crime. Yeah, I love how after like all of last arc, the way that we learn that like Krolo's gonna get his powers back is just this one little clip of Avangani being like, "Okay, bye," and then like meeting up with Hitsuka, and we're just yeah. like, "Oh, so that's out there happening." So we can all agree that he is like definitely in torture hell right now, right? Like he gave Krolo his powers back, and Krolo's like, "That is so cool, dude. Can I have it?" Yeah, Krolo's first act as getting his powers back was to say, hey, can I, I, I'm going to steal your power That seems like it'll be useful for later Mm -hmm. when I have to go kill the chain user. Damn. Like, 
Dude's not yeah. lasting. Yeah. Well, I'm, well, kind of in in the middle of all that, uh, they say bye to Gray New, and it doesn't really matter. But he is there, and they do say bye to him, and he's like, "Yep, peace out." Doesn't like <laughs> he doesn't get anything from this. Remember Gray New? Remember how he didn't do shit? He really just showed up with his two gorillas and was like, "These are my two gorillas. I can teleport and switch places with them." And everyone was like, "That's the most useless shit I've ever seen." And it never. Remember really how Razor knocked him out and one of the <laughs> gorillas disappeared? And he's like, "Fucking idiot! Fucking dumbass!" <laughs> his gorillas disappear when he gets knocked out. Couldn't be me. You're saying you go unconscious and don't have the concentration to form two whole gorillas? You fucking weak ass! You fucking dummy! <laughs> <laughs> so Gon and Killua teleport to their the capital city where Gon is going to collect his like winnings and prize and all that and get the final mission whatever mm-hmm. and Grinu's watching up and he's like damn there go my two sons and Gon and Killua will definitely have forgotten his name by the time they get there um, yep. they get to the capital city and Gon yep. goes in Killua's looking normal mm-hmm. um and Gon meets a small little blonde twink boy, and he meets a handsome little man named he List. Sure does. A handsome little man named List, and he's like, "Congrats! I'm gonna go take you to the king of this land." And he takes him upstairs, and we see a perfect rendition of Togashi's house. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there is a man who has not had a haircut in twenty years. He's living in a pile of trash. Gon looks at the stink lines coming off of this entire room, and he says, uh-oh. Yeah, it's- He's like, Jing? I'm so obsessed with this, because it's funny watching this whole scene go down. I kind of love this man, whose name is Dwoon, by the way, and we'll get into that in a minute. But um, I'm obsessed with the idea of anyone else winning this. Like, anyone else getting all the cards. Like, Genthru gets all the cards and shows up at this castle, and then- um, Liz takes him through and Dune is just sitting there like, hey, what's up, motherfuckers? And just this pile of mess that he has. Hey, I heard you killed a bunch of people. What the fuck was up with that? <laughs> this game truly is Jing did not even conceive that anyone would play this except Gon. Which is weird because you need 15 people to beat the one area. <laughs> but this is yeah. so hyper designed that Gon is going to beat it. Like, this is just, like, a little note. This is, like, getting to the end of Pokemon, and the little, like, ending note is just, like, for my darling son. <laughs> Jing, Jing knows that his son has ultimate gamer DNA. I mean, he was Empreg here. He's got, mount, he's got that Mountain Dew running through his <laughs> veins. He did give birth to Gon here, so he's like, yeah, this place is yours. That's true. It is yeah. the whole thing with, like, yeah, he's got the one set of DNA from the Empreg thing. You... You will you you were born in the game and you you'll be molded. By you it. will yeah. live in the game yeah. and die in the game. Hopefully not, but maybe that would be funny to me, Jing. But I you did might. tell that big buff guy that he is allowed to kill you. I did tell Razor specifically that he is allowed to kill you. So. <laughs> he is allowed to throw a volleyball so hard at your head that it implodes. So perhaps you'll die in the game, but if not, and you if know. you do, that's your fault. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so he's kind of there. Um, you can see Gon kind of being like, damn, this, this guy's nasty. And, um, List is kind of sitting there like, damn, this guy's nasty. Um, but Dwoon is very excited that he finally gets to talk to somebody. 
Um, and he's just kind of going yeah. off. Dwin's just having fun. The voice actor gives a really <laughs> fun performance with this guy. He's very likable. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that Jane convinced this man to live alone in a castle for 20 years in case someone beats his video game. Yeah. Right? I fucking love that. He I and love List that- have just been chilling here. I love that Jing has the charisma for someone who, like, we meet Jing later and everyone fucking hates Jing. Like, everyone who has to work with him fucking hates this dude. I love how he has the charisma for to find some random stranger and be like, do you want to spend the next 12 years of your life living in a stupid video game? Do you want to do that for me? And they're like, fuck, bro, yeah. Yeah, I like how he got all these people. Dwoon's like, hmm, do I get to have my own trash pile? And Jing says, absolutely, my man. He's <laughs> like, I don't care what you do with your trash. <laughs> He's like, bro, I don't give a fuck. You're just not allowed to leave the castle. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah, so he's kind of going off, and then um, he goes, hey, Gone, uh, do you want the ending that's for everybody, or the ending that's for you? And Gone goes, well, I want the normal ending, and Dune's like, why? And he's like, well, you know, I brought friends with me. I, I have my, my chill dudes, and they wouldn't be able to see the secret ending. And then Liz is like, dude, stop messing with him. There's no secret ending for you, my guy. This is, I don't know what Dune's talking about here. Dune's just fucking on one. He's literally just on one. He is fucking... This is like when you go into a fucking video game and they give you a choice and you're just like, whatever you choose, they're like, nah, none of that. You get this. (laughs) Those games that give you a yes or no (laughs) option, but if you say no, they're just like, are you sure? And then you get the option again. The games where you are asked a question, but none of your (laughs) answers match what the person asked you. Mm. Just where are you from? Yes. No. (laughs) (laughs) The scene in Portal where Wheatley asks you a question and you can only jump. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love video games. Anyways, so this dude is just fucking on one. List is like, oh, my name's List, by the way, and that's Dwoon. And here's your option. You get a nice set of cards that you can take into the real world. Here's this little container. And Dune's like, yeah, here's this fucking container, kid. Yeah, here's a here's a sick ass binder. You get to put three cards in there, but you can't double up. So you have to take three distinct cards and you can't take spell cards. Yeah, no taking that card. That's a fucking cure all. That's exactly don't be a, right. don't be a weirdo. <laughs> don't take the card that heals all wounds and cures diseases. Yeah. Only weirdos do that. Don't take multiples of that. Yeah. So that one guy who was really going to, you know, I'm still obsessed with that rich guy being like, oh, yeah, this is my master plan. I'm going to send a bunch of people into the game and then uh, that will allow me to get the master heal card, except he didn't tell anyone that that was his goal. And now we find out that you wouldn't even be able to take that one out of the game. No, I think you would, because it's a it's a. It wasn't like spells versus non-spells. It's that you can only take specified slots, mm. i.e., like the hundred cards that you need to win the game. And we gotcha, know gotcha. that uh, we know that Angel's Breath was one of them. Mm-hmm. You're only allowed to take one Angel's Breath out, and you're only allowed to experience one trolley problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you take a cure-all card out, and then you're suddenly racked with the guilt of knowing you could cure any disease, and you're like, but only once. Yeah, but my arm's broken. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's stuff my toe. Um, yeah, so they tell him all this, and they also, they, they kind of tell him a little bit about Jing. They tell him the origin of the name of the game, which is G for Jing, and then R for Razor, and then I'm not sure if this comes up in the 2011, but it is also for List. Um, 
I noted that in the 99 when I was watching it because he does specifically say that. Um, and then the two E's are for Ida and Elena, which are the girl in the beginning who lets you into the game and then the girl we fi- we're, who we're going to meet in a minute who takes you out of the game and then Dwoon. Uh, but the funny thing about Dwoon is that his name starts with a W. It is W-D-W-U-N-E. And uh, Jing had this guy's name legally changed because he said, what? That's stupid. Don't, that Fuck that W. And then he just made a bunch of calls. And now that guy's name is Dwoon with no W. I yep. love this. I... <laughs> Once again, speaking back to the fact that Jing can just get random strangers to do whatever he wants, he walked up to this man, said, fuck your name, it's this now. Also, you're going to live in this castle by yourself for 12 years in case my son comes along. Mm -hmm. Does that sound good to you? And he's like, wait, what the fuck, bro? And he's like, okay, bye. Peace. But yeah. Yeah, he legally changed his name. There is some line about, he's like, well, gave you better luck, but I don't know. Yeah, List is like, well, no one could remember your name anyway. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> fuck you, you're my best friend, and you couldn't even remember. He's like, yeah. Exactly. That's why it was changed. I am also having trouble. <laughs> I mean, I, I I guess it probably makes more sense in Japanese, question mark. But even because, like, in the in the Japanese, they are spelling it, like, in anglicized W-D-W-U-N-E, and I'm not... I don't know how that would. I I keep reading it and I'm Dune. like, how how do you say that? Well, you just say Dwoon. The first W is just silent. Yeah, and the second W is silent. Yeah, I think I think it's the supposed w to be like a W that does not yeah. whatsoever. I guess it's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. You legally changed that man's name. They talk about that and about how Jinx's kind of an asshole, but they love him anyway. Um, and then we get a parade. Yeah. It's a big, shiny you get a parade. parade for our very special boys and girl. And I would like to once again point out, uh-huh. Genthru, Sub, and Bar are still tied up in the field. They've, they're they still out there. We go through an entire parade, party sequence, <laughs> everyone's chilling, everyone's dancing. We don't see Razor anywhere, which is funny. Uh, and we don't see Genthru and Sub, and Bar because I assume they're still tied up in the field. Mm-hmm. So... But Dwoon is partying. Yeah, Dwoon is fucking lit. Probably, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we go He's to, having a great time. after the party. Gone, Killo, and Bisky are, like, chilling in a nice, lavish room. And they're trying to start with cards they want to take out. And they're like, well, we should each get one because we each did the work. What do you want, Bisky? And she's like, I want that pretty fucking rock, dude. Yeah, yeah. She wants to take, what is it, planet? Blue planet. Blue planet, yeah. She decides she wants the, the pretty marble. And it is very pretty. Um, and Gone, well, it, it, it takes a second for us to learn, but he just says, I want this one. And Kila was like, haha, I see. And Bisky's like, wait, what? And Kila was like, yeah, so you're sure you want that one? Like you want the, the planet blue? And she's like, hey, include me in this. And she punches them out of the roof of the building. And then there's a firework at the very same, like in the next shot. And it's very funny <laughs> because it looks like she exploded them. They did explode actually. <laughs> <laughs> we do that did happen yeah Bisky <laughs> we love Bisky <laughs> uh so yeah then go yeah this is where Gon uh uh leaves yeah, the game yeah, right he goes and he shows up and Elena is like okay well here's the cards that you have set in your binder it's Paladin's Necklace um Patch of Beach 
and the blue planet. And she's like, are you sure you want these ones? And he's like, yep. Um, and then he goes, well, thank you, Elena. And she's like, oh, thank you for remembering my name, you cute little boy. Um, and it's a very sweet moment. Um, Once again, Jin convinced a full-grown person to live in this video game as a NPC who invites you to a video game. Well, and it's especially funny because Ida and Elena have different roles in the game. Elena, like, sends you out of the game, which, I mean, you're only... I, when you use a leave card, you don't go through this room, do you? No. Yeah. So, like, unless you're using the port specifically or you beat the game, she has nothing to do. I'm just going to keep pointing out that Jane convinced a grand total of, like, five or six people to sit on an island and do nothing in particular except pretend to be NPCs. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. I feel like he's made so many NPCs in this game already. He could have just made a few more. Right? Right. There's, like, actual NPCs in this game, and then there are people that he, like, hired or just convinced to just kind of chill here forever. Um, but, yeah, they, they make it out of the game. They're on a chill balcony, and Bisky is very, very excited. She's like, get out the fucking binder. I want my pretty marble. And she gets it out, and uh, she's... Yeah. She loves the blue planet so much. She's she having too. a great time with that little with that little blue marble. Me she's, too. I know. She's so excited. She's like, what am I going to name it? And she's looking at how pretty it is and the blue sunlight and everything. It's just, it, she's very excited. Um, Listen, I'm thinking about how we did uh, Sonic character assignments last week. And I don't think we ever did Bisky Rouge and we're fucking idiots. <laughs> Listen, as that kid who used to just have, like, a massive collection of marbles, Bisky, I understand. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you see a perfectly sm smooth orb, and you're like, I fucking want that thing. I want it so fucking bad. But yeah, you're extremely right. Bisky is, Bisky is rouge, and, um... Yeah? Yeah. That, that's canon now. Um, and, um... So, then after that, um... Gone pulls out, so they got the paladin's necklace, and they pull that out, and then they pull out the strip of beach card, and voila, it transforms into a company because they had it disguised so they could get it out of the game because it is a it is not a specified card slot, um, so you can't you shouldn't be able to take it out. But but he was very sneaky, and he did. Um, and the game masters definitely didn't notice that. Mm, yeah, absolutely not at all. There's no way to detect that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so we're we're gonna have to talk very delicately about something here. Oh, the, what? The reason that anagrams? Yeah. Oh. So the reason that Gone decided to do this is because when he entered the game. He realized there was already a name in his binder, which we kind of see because you see him looking and he's like, well, the first person I met was Garendu, but there is a name above that, meaning that that person I must have met before. Um, because I was born here on Empreg Island. Yeah, I was born here on Empreg Island. I must have met this person as a baby. And the name is, um, it's N-I-G-G, -G, which is an anagram for Jing. And it super is, hmm. it's, you know... Translation errors, localization. There's not really a yeah. great way to localize that because it really does have to be an anagram of Jing, but it's not good. Yeah, so this is actually incredibly funny. Yeah, the the manga <clears throat> the manga actually does it different. The manga does it N G I G. Well, that makes me even more upset because now I'm like, that's a little on purpose, then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. A little hmm. bit. Hmm. 
Hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways, it's not good. It's yeah, not good. It is, it it is an half a slur, which is more slur than I want to say. Yeah, so I, I'm black. I'm allowed to say this. So the thing that the Enneagram is... <laughs> Thank you, Devin. <laughs> the thing that the Enneagram is into, and all my listeners, unless you're black, you're not allowed to say this back, or I will find you and I will hit you with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Enneagram is Nig. Yeah. N-I-G-G. Yeah. Uh, so I... This is one of those things that's just an unfortunate cultural thing where I don't think Tagashi knows about, like, African-American slurs from America. Right. It's just that now that I am learning. But also, it is just the funniest thing because it is just like that. Now, hold on. Because it is weird, though, learning now that in the manga it was different. And then they changed it to be different. Like, if it was N... You said it was N-G-I-G? At first, yeah, I think I think that might have just been like the the viz localization, That's though. Right. I think they they might have caught that one and just been like, hmm, let's do a different version yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. So that one could have been the one that was localized, but yeah, it's not. The rest of this episode is very funny because it's just going looking at a card and then going nig. Yeah, there's a th- <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's so good. It doesn't sound good, especially in the dub, because of the, just the way that that language works. There's always like that little uh at the end of the G. And I'm like, Ugh, it's not. Let's just avoid that. It, it, it's not good. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, they decide um, they kind of talk about how that's that's what they're going to do with the card is they're going to use a company on that name. And they're hopefully going to it's going to take them to Jing. And um, Bisky's like, oh, hey, what are you what are you going to do when you see him for the first time? That's so exciting for you. And Gon goes, I'm going to introduce my my best friend, Kilua. That's what I'm going to do. And Kilua's like, stop it. It's so embarrassing. And he blushes a little bit and it's very cute. It's super cute. And then Bisky starts crying because she loves these boys and she loves mm-hmm. their friendship. And then she turns around and says, well, bye. I don't want to ever <laughs> see you guys again. Yep. It's so funny. They say, wait, Bisky. It's so. Do you want to come with us? This is a sad goodbye. And she says, "No, I'm not into delfs." Basically, she <laughs> says, "I'm not into into men who already have children." But it's so funny. Yeah, she's saying this, and then like as they're like, "Okay, well, bye," and they leave. She's just like, "I miss those boys already." I know. She's like, "I can't stay along with them any longer. I'll grow too attached." That's exactly. And right. I want to remind everyone that the season did start off with Bisky looking at these two and being like, "I can't wait to fuck up their lives." Yeah, the manga explicitly calls that out. The manga is just like, "Wow, Bisky just says, wow, I can't believe that when I first met you, I was going to ruin your friendship." And Gon and Kilawa are like, "What?" Yeah, it's <laughs> in the ninety nine two. She's yeah. like, "Oh man, I'm so old. My tear ducts aren't working." You know, like she says this in the two thousand eleven yeah. team, but she's like, "Oh, it's so hard to not cry when you get older." And she's like, "And to think, I was just here to." ruin your guys' friendship and they're like really <laughs> wait hold on <laughs> it's so funny um but yeah um we say bye to bisky and it's very sad because i'm going to miss bisky a whole hell of a lot yeah we'll never see her again mm, that is really sad and um they they use a company on n-i-g-g and um end up in a snowy landscape that looks very monotone and there is a mysterious man fishing and through the fog we see him and the narration is like could this be jing or something like that and um that is episode 
A hooded figure? I wonder who who, who it could be. Mm-hmm. It must be Jing. Yeah. Hopefully. I'm sure it's definitely Jing. I'm sure we meet Jing episode one of Chimera and Ark. He's definitely there. He's definitely... You guys want to just talk about Chimera and Ark right now instead? <laughs> no. Why not? The whole point of me being here is that I haven't seen most of the show and I am like going in spoiler free. And if we talk about it now. Okay, well, go in the other room and start watching. <laughs> back when you're done. Uh, but I don't know what's so difficult about this. But yeah, yeah that's where the episode I ends. I did already cheat a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's where the episode ends. That's the end of the season. That's end of episode, end of season. We're done with the gamer arc. Do we have anything we want to just quickly talk about in the 99 or the manga before we do our wrap up? Um, um, I, I did note that one of the people who teleported over to be like, hey, if we win, if we win the quiz, let's like sell you the special card. One of them uh-huh. does have a red shirt and overalls and just like the and specific- a red hat! The specific coloration on 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 the ninety nine version of the anime is like, wow, this is a Super Mario brother right there. <laughs> yeah, fucking Mario showed up at the end. It's video <laughs> games. It's very funny. Um, it's video games. Yeah, that one thing with Bisky was another thing that I did want to mention because it was funny in the ninety nine, and it's <laughs> I like that it's yeah. longer too. I liked it that. Um, I guess it was a change. Um, List got hotter in the 99, and he is the only character Mm. in the entire show who was hotter in the 99, because everyone (laughs) looks so janky, but then List Uh, shows up. First of all, have you seen Zepile? In the 99, I don't, I think I might have missed that. You forgot Zepile? I don't remember what he looks like in the 99. It sounds like a you issue. Does he look, I feel like he looked janky. Yeah, no, no. no, he definitely looks shady. Everyone has their personal taste. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, it's really, because List looks like a typical, like, dating sim anime boy. Like, so hardcore. And in 2011, he looks like a kid. Like, he looks like 15. But <laughs> it's very funny. He just looks very, like, blonde and princely and perfect. Um, and it did mention, um, did you guys notice in the 2011 whether or not List names himself as one, like, as um, when he's going through why it's called Greed Island? In the 99, he does definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he mentions that he's the L. Okay, because I wasn't sure because I noticed it in the 99. I was like, oh, yeah, R and L are the same character. So that makes sense. But I wasn't sure if it actually did make it into, like, at least the dub of the 2011 because that was what i watched this time um but i don't know i thought that was interesting and i wasn't sure if it made it into the like translations um yeah razor isn't their friend well i mean they they name razor too but like no he's not their friend um also uh dwoon has a little thing where he says um because they, they do go into a little bit more. List is like, oh, well, your luck really changed when you took out the W. And they were talking about how an extra, like a W in your name is bad luck or something like that. And he's like, yeah, after I dropped the W, I got a, I don't know, an, a, he got a better job, which I don't know what he means by that because he's living here. But he also says he has a girlfriend. And I, again, I'm like, you live in this castle <laughs> with List and you've been it's here List. forever. Who are you talking about? <laughs> it's List. Maybe it was that. Maybe he was referring to that cardboard cutout we see in the opening shot it's of his list. messy, messy yeah, room. Yeah, I got a girlfriend off of eBay, and not in a creep. Well, in a creepy way, but you know, nah, just like Maluki. Mm, yeah, Maluki. Doing they probably parallels. have a lot to talk about. 
Yeah, they'd probably get along in the worst way possible. <laughs> Why do you hate their friendship? Yeah. They're both horrible, messy gamers <laughs> with 2D wives. Um, because I hate Maluki. <laughs> <sighs> so many haters out here. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. I will accept being a hater of Maluki. Um, yeah, I think that's all my 99 notes. Um, 99 did like a little bit more than 2011 confirmed that Bomber and them are just like laying on the ground. It's like so they do funny. a couple more cuts it's to them so than, funny. <laughs> than in the 2011. They just leave them there. No one comes to like arrest them for their crimes or anything. Sizzaguero doesn't come back yeah. in and be like, yo, about those dead people, dude. No, they just leave them They're there. They're specifically not dead. They used three <laughs> angels' breath. Well, maybe just two. I don't remember if they actually needed one for sub. I'm talking about the 50 players they blew up in a cave. Mm, no, yeah. No, I just, <laughs> they did like fully heal them and then leave them tied up on the ground, which I find very funny. I think Genthru can break out of those ropes. I don't know what he's doing. Contemplating. He's thinking about his his mistakes. He's he's repenting. He he's list he's listening to that vaporwave playlist. That's exactly lo-fi <laughs> beats to reconsider your life choices too. <laughs> Could you imagine if he just showed back up in Khmer Antark, but he was like completely normal and he had like a normal outfit on? You know what I would love? What? He he did get dejokerfied in yeah, his fight with Gone, so it's you, who like, knows. He just has like a regular nine to five, and he's like, "You guys can't pull me back into that world. I can't do it." I would yeah. love that. Boy, working harder, hardly <laughs> working it. Eh? Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> um, hey, going? How's that mental state doing? Yeah, I would love that guy <gasps> came back. I would also love if that guy, um, that Bisky was like, "Hey, um, I'm gonna keep you guys like locked in this crater with these two 12 year old boys." What was that guy's name? Oh, Benolt. Yeah, I want. I want to see Benolt again. I wonder what he's up to. Remember Benolt. He's he's a regular barber now. He also took his normal <laughs> pills. Everyone who makes meets Gone is like, I have to be regular. Yeah, everyone who meets Gone is like, wow, I kind of made up my identity to be insane, but this kid's got me topped. I don't. They're <laughs> like, I'm the fucking Joker, and they look at this kid and they're like, never mind. I need to go like think about my 401k. I I, I need yeah. to like, <laughs> how's my credit score doing? Gone really is the Harley Quinn to everyone's Joker here, but instead of making him more insane, he just makes everybody normal. They all do beat him up. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to make a diagram. <laughs> I need to compare the the, <laughs> the amount that J- Gone and Harley Quinn line up. Well, maybe we need to start a new a new column in our list, and it's all the the weird fucked up DC villains that everyone in here is like. Yeah, they're all the Joker. <laughs> they're all the Joker except for Gone, who is Harley Quinn. But also the Joker. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Yeah. So uh, we 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 touched on uh, what's his face? I've already forgotten his name. Benolt. 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 Okay. Don't forget about the weird hair man. He likes to eat hair, and when he does, he can learn all of your body secrets, even things you don't know about, like how Bisky is fucking ripped. <laughs> he learned that, and he's like, oh. Yeah, he's super dead. We need to. I guess I need to, like, get up in my perfect fighting stance and mm-hmm. then get all my blood shot out of my body. Yeah, pretty much. 
So we're, yeah, we're officially in the <laughs> recap part. Um, how, how do we feel about this season? Yeah. As a whole? It might be Regency bias. I fucking love this season. Yeah. It. Yeah, I had a good fucking it time. Might, it's really it might good. Be Regency bias. I am going to speak blasphemy again. I feel like I like it more than York knew. I just. Hmm. Like, are, are, well, do we want to do ranking now or do we just, are there any other like things we want to? I like. Because <sighs> I don't think I can put it above York new, but that's probably personal taste because yeah. we, we all know I have a soft spot for Uvo Gein in my heart. We all know I have a spot, soft spot for Melody in my heart as well. Um, yeah. Most of the fan troop is just wonderful. And I mean, this arc was extremely good and extremely well written. It's just I don't think it's gonna beat out York New in my in in my personal I Yeah. And this might be Yeah. The thing is they're both very good, yeah. but in really different ways. Like Reed Island is like much more sort of straightforward and shonen-y and just like doing a really good job of that with like Yeah, with like really good tension. Um and just just mm-hmm. a, just a just a sports anime <laughs> thrown in there for fun, um, but yeah, I think I think I think York New still wins out for me. Just in that you know, it has all these like great fucking characters. It's like so tonally different from you know everything yeah. before and after. Like we get Karapika doing his whole thing for the entire we get we get an antiquing side plot and also just like yeah we got goddamn melody who continues to That's be exactly the right. best character in this series in my opinion kind of hard to it's a little bit difficult to rank with york new in mind because <clears throat> i mean obviously most of the art like gon is the protagonist here for most of them i guess when we get to like some of the newer stuff like past Chimera Ant we're gonna go back to Karapika again but it or is whatever well yeah um it is very different from all the other ones because I mean the first arc's pretty shonen so is the second one because it's all I mean it's it does kind of subvert the tournament but it is still very shonen and then York New is I mean, Gon and Kilawa are there. They're doing stuff, and they have that fun little auction stuff. But it's so much about Karapika and everything else going on that it's kind of hard to compare it to the other mm-hmm. ones just because, yeah, everything is so different about it. I think what I'm coming to it from is in terms yeah, of... Definitely. And this might just because the manga is long and... We unfortunately may never finish a, <clears throat> if I could actually speak, finish character arcs in this show. I feel like what Greed Island sets up is so wonderfully completed in the arcs to come that it feels like what we're building to in York New is just kind of left there. Mm-hmm. And I'm always just like, I'm always left wanting for more. And I feel like on that, it like its legs are yeah. like. We're building to something else farther down the road for Karapika, for the rest of these characters, for like the Phantom Troop and how they'll interact with the world. And then it just kind of goes like, we aren't getting there. Yeah. Not like by the fault of the author, not by the fault of the story or the arc. Like it is a wonderful arc. It does yeah, amazing we- things. It is just one of those unfortunate things where like 
this manga is long <laughs> and the manga industry is hell and destroys everyone who works in it. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things where it's like, we may yeah. not get to the conclusion of these, like these guys all their stories. And I feel like for what greed Island builds for Gone, for Killua, for even like spoilers, yeah. but Bisky down the road, it like it builds so much for them. And then it just like the other arcs take it to its natural conclusion so I look back at this arc and I see the little details and I see like Gon and Killa's relationship and I just go, oh, I know where this is going. And it feels so good here. Like it feels mm-hmm. like that perfect, like that little seed being planted and just being like, oh, I can like, I feel where this mm-hmm. is going. I feel how this is going to like move into the future. And I'm so scared for it. But right here, right, but right here, right now, it's like this safe little bubble where it's like, yeah, we're in a video game and you can just heal your wounds with Angel's Breath at the end. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super not excited um, about all that. Like, it's just like, just that idea of like, they're coming out of like a safe little playpen. Like, even with all the dangers with it, Bisky probably could have like bailed them out of any trouble. Like... They had cards to heal them. Like, it's like nice, safe little playpen. So when they go into the next arc, it really does feel like they're coming out being like, yeah, this is just like Greed Island. We were just in like a fun little play. And like, just like the tone shift for that, it makes me look back on Greed Island and go, oh, that's good. That's so fucking good. And I feel like that isn't fair of me to do that to York New and be like, well, you don't have have that yet. Yeah. But also, I just, like, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely to York News credit, it does seem like, I don't know, Karapi- a lot of that development is, like, paying off for Karapika and for the yeah, Phantom Troop so in the Dark, for the dark continent, continent arc. Um, but yeah, and, like, there's some really awesome stuff so far in just, like, the manga volumes, but who knows like if slash when that's ever going to be finished. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it, it, it definitely seems like it is setting up some things, but like, we just don't have those payoffs. I think there is also such a trusting nature to greed Island. They over explain card mechanics all the time and it's a lot, but there's also like the whole thing with the Genthru fight where they never bring up the fact that, about them like having digging mm-hmm. skills after that training's done. But the whole plan like is just like, oh yeah, they dug a big hole. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Like there's such a trusting nature of being like, yeah, you remember this. It's yeah. from their training. Like Gon and Killa have like the N and then like all that down. And yeah. it's like, we're not gonna like keep being like, oh remember when they dug a hole? Remember that? That was that this is coming back. For like York knew. Yeah. The Genthru fight is definitely, like, super next level, just in the way that it takes all these little, like, tidbits and details from the entire, like, rest of the season mm-hmm. and run of the series and is like, and it okay, it's all coming together. so good. And I, I just... Yeah. I, I feel like when we, as we get further, I'll look back at Greed Island and be like, well, that was kind of tedious, or, well, that didn't really go anywhere, but right now I'm like... I'm I'm hopped up on Greed Island Juice. I want to get back in this game. I'm going to 100% complete this shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I do want to say, um, I guess sort of in New York News defense. And again, like, I think I, 
I haven't seen Chimera Ant and I haven't even touched Dark Continent. So none of this is like, I don't know what it's building to. But Yorkview does have a lot that we get sort of, there's payoffs in that that we get from like the first couple, like uh, some of the first stuff with um, Karapika. Like we get payoffs there. And I think it's also building towards more stuff. But like, um, like when we get to the end of the thing there, when um, Killua and Gon have to kind of sacrifice themselves and get like, you know, snatched up and Melody has to like talk Karapika down and be like, you have a huge temper issue. You are really not good at dealing with all of this, which we've seen throughout all this. We've seen him go red eye and like just kind of lose his shit and having Melody go like, you mm-hmm. keep doing this and two 12-year-old boys just had to sacrifice themselves for you. Like, we did talk about this earlier that the ending for York New was sort of, it does kind of fizzle because it really is just like, oh yeah, well, Crollo doesn't have powers anymore, so we can't do that big fight and we're all just kind of gonna go our separate ways and Karapika, like... I, I, like the ending isn't, I would, I wouldn't say it's as satisfying because it clearly is trying to set up stuff for the future more than like, I, I do like the greed Island ending there, but it is also like greed mm-hmm. Island is setting up a lot and it has setups and payoffs within the arc. I think York new really um, has cool payoffs for some of the stuff we get as like, even just in from like season one to season three. I think some of that stuff is really cool. And like I said, obviously we're, I mean, eventually. Yeah. There, <laughs> if it ever comes out, we might get more stuff for Karapika with like more payoffs for some of the stuff that is being set up in York New, but um, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not super counting on it at this point. I mean, I right. mean like, yeah, <laughs> Togashi is totally, again, we have said this before, Togashi is totally within his rights to never draw another page of Hunter yeah. Hunter. Like, mm-hmm. He deserves a break or possibly re- a retirement if that's the way or if that's the way it's uh, going. Like I can live with like <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it all like yeah. I, I I don't want a conclusion to his story at the expense of anyone's like health, but I I I just. Yeah, I don't know. I just like, want to point that out as like, I think there are cool payoffs in York New from like season one that I just think are really cool. Like watching like from that point, like, I don't know. And I will say Dark Continent, <laughs> the arc we are on, we're not even on the Dark Continent yet in the manga, oh my God. But <laughs> the stuff in there from like the end of Kropika in York New when he is like, I nearly got all my friends killed. I let my temper get the better of me. I can't, like, if this is what it means to, like, get my revenge on the Phantom Troop, then this is what it means. We get so much of that in, like, Dark Continent already with him, like, struggling with the idea that he now has to, like, take care of, like, somebody who he doesn't know, but he, like, cares about them. And he's just, like, but also, like, I have a professional responsibility to, like, kill the phantom troop yeah and he's he dealing with the idea of whole like nenability around it and he's yeah. like how do i like mitigate doing my job and being near people that i could grow to care about but also realizing i might just have to up and sacrifice these people to get my revenge 
Yeah. And it's really cool. And that's why I'm like, once again, Togashi, if you never want to look at Hunter Hunter for the rest of your life, that's completely fine. I have fan fiction. Um, <laughs> the arcs in York New, especially for like so many of the Phantom Troop, I like, I know they're going to build to something better in this. And it feels like that's what Togashi wanted was like an arc for us to stew over like everything going on with Karapika and then like a cooldown where we go back to Gon and Killo and we deal with their story mm-hmm. and we go into their major arc that like changes everything about their dynamics. And then we go back into one where it's like, now everything is going to change for Karapika. And I'm like, that's so cool. And that's so good. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see it finished, but I'm also like, but also you don't need to dude. And right. <laughs> it's fine. And I see the legs of that. I'm just like, I yeah no I know me I rank Killua above Krapika in my heart I'm sorry <laughs> gamers I have posted cringe uh-huh. but everything from here on in Khmer Ant into the arc after that is so much going Killua's relationship and their friendship and everything that it deals with their characters mm-hmm. that I'm just like the even the little seeds of that in this episode make me fucking lose my mind. Yeah, I was thinking about the fact that um, Karapika, or not Karapika, mm-hmm. Kilawa was the one who suggested that they all take one item out of the game. But then what he uses to take out of the game is the um, the Paladin's necklace, which he basically took out so that Gon could use his thing. Like he's like he was the one who suggested, yeah, we should all take one. We all went, we all won, but. He, it wasn't, he wasn't really, and he waited for Gone to make his decision so that he could make a decision that was going to help Gone anyways. Like we already, like even towards the, like the end of this where we're like, okay, we're past Kilawa destroying his hands for Gone. Like even in this moment, that's really happy. Like Kilawa is completely sacrificing any reward he would get from this mm-hmm. just to do something for Gone. This is a perfect segue into... How are you guys uh, feeling about Gon and Killua's like little friendship going on right now? Woof. <laughs> because Keith and I know where this is heading. Yeah. So How are you feeling, Sky? Here's the thing: mm-hmm. I do vaguely know what's coming. Um, not not enough, but we've talked a little oh, bit. You don't even know the like it. repercussions that happen in the arc after. Yeah, no, I super don't. Um, oh, oofa doofa. But yeah, no, I'm in pain already. But yeah, it's. Um, that is one thing I was just going to say that, yeah, it was funny for me mm-hmm. going from York new where I was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. Karapika's doing all this shit. And then we went into this and I was like, oh yeah, Gon and Kilua have this like fun dynamic that I love to watch. Like you kind of almost forget about it in York new because it's, it's there, but their dynamic is just so much more like, yeah, we're working together for this thing. Um, but we see kind of all throughout we've been this whole time seeing Kilua being like, yeah, I could get extra training because I didn't fuck up. But like with Wang, he's like, yeah, I didn't fuck up. I could get my extra training, but I'm going to wait for Gon. And him deciding, yeah, I don't want to kill people the way that I'm used to. I'm done doing that. I want to learn to fight 
the way Gone does. And it's, you see that from season one. And I think Greed Island is a really, really good setup for a lot of that with, I mean, obviously the hand thing killed me dead. I'm, I'm still so mad about it. Just him being like, yeah, I'm going to destroy my hands and I'm going to hide them. So none of the adults around see this because it's fucked up. And then Gone being like, no, I know that Kilua's hands are fucked up. That's I I've known this the whole time, but Kilua is the only one who will sacrifice himself this hard for me. And so I need him to do that. And it's so fucked up. And it's, I I know, I know that it's setting up stuff Mm. like that and I don't know what, but I'm just, it's, there's a lot in this arc that is very, very good for that and very painful, even if you don't know what's coming. Like I didn't, but it's like this, you know, that scene, especially there's all this happy triumphant music playing and it's like, oh, this is such a sweet moment between them. And I'm like, Kiloa, no. <laughs> I, once again, I'm number one Kiloa is old Dan sure. in the room. Sure, sure. Um, well, I might fight you on that, but okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I think the character writing for Gon and Killua's like relationship, their friendship, everything that weaves around it is some of the best like friendship writing I've seen in like an anime, especially like a shonen anime that's like, yeah, friendship, power, fights. Mm-hmm. There's so much like little things that's like when you see it, you're like, oh yeah, that's just like an anime trope. The like emo shy one gets a friend and is like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to help you because you're my only friend. And the boisterous one's like, then let's go on an adventure. And it's like, oh, that's good. This one is like that, but it's like, hey, you know, that's kind of fucked up that the, like the shy emo one's like, yeah, I'm willing to go into danger and nearly die all the time for you. Yeah. And just like the slow pull as it's like, oh, greed, at, like the first arc. Kill was kind of around, but he isn't like close enough with Gone that he's willing to do like too dangerous of things for him. And he's like a little yeah. shaky on the friendship. Then goes Gone goes to get him and Kill is like, no, I'm set. I'm in. Like, th- this is my best friend. I'm here for him. And then like with like Heaven's Arena, where it's like they're doing their own individual things, but Kill is clearly like, I'm going to go into assassin mode if anyone fucks with Gon, I will kill them instantly. Mm-hmm. Into, like, York New, where he's like, Gon, we shouldn't fuck with the Phantom Troop, and Gon's like, yeah, but I think we should. And Kill's like, okay, I guess I'm just gonna go into life or death assassin mode now. Yeah. And he's like, clearly, like, this isn't a good idea, but I'm I'm gonna do it as long as we can stay, like, relatively safe. To this, where he's just like, yeah, I'm fine with sacrificing my body. Yeah. And, like, extreme extremely painful and visceral ways for my friend and the idea that it's never feeling like gone is taking like i don't want to say like taking advantage of him but gone is like i've never had a friend before and kilua is aware that he's doing all this and i'm aware that he's doing this and we both kind of have silently agreed these are our roles yeah like i help kilua learn to like be out and socialize and not be like an assassin killing machine and he helps me in my incredibly suicidal and dangerous endeavors. It is a, um, yeah, um. <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting also because like I think like hanging out with Gone is like in some ways helping Kilawa like 
with just like with the trauma of like being raised by his family and like it's helping him like progress his character in ways that like could have never happened if they never became friends but also like we're still seeing like you know we're we're still seeing it's it's but yeah, there are still like problems with that. There are still like boundaries yeah. that he doesn't know how to draw, like... and there are still like yeah, still like definitely, definitely like weird relics of his upbringing that are causing that are that are gonna maybe cause some problems. It's just um, like the whole thing where they're on Whale Island and they both look at each other and are like, "Well, you you're my first friend. Yeah, like you're yeah. the first person I've ever been able to call like best friend." And it's, like, none of them know how this, like, relationship is supposed to work. And they've both just kind of decided, oh, well, the dynamic that we had while things were, like, relatively comfy and safe is the dynamic we can carry on into, like, whatever we go into. And it's, like, that won't work as things get, like, more and more dangerous. Like, the dynamic you had on an island where you could just be, like, this card will heal my destroyed fingers won't work going into like an arc where it's like no you guys will fucking die if you mess up yeah Mm -hmm. and i really like um because we talked a little bit about it being like a subversion of anime like you said and i know it's kind of early for it to like early like you know the manga in when it took like in real time you know it's not really as much of a subversion as like you know it's not like there were a bunch of really popular shonen anime before this that like people think of when they talk about it being a subversion but um it is very cool that it's um with that it's like the there's just a lot of relatable pain with Kilua. like there's the whole familial trauma and then making a friend outside of that where like his family clearly had no you know he did what he was told and now he's in this relationship and it's a lot healthier than like the relationship that he had with his family, but it's still fucked up because he's still Mm -hmm. in that mode of like, well, this is my new boss almost like, you know, like I, I'm here. He's just desperate because he doesn't want to lose Gone. Yeah. Well, he doesn't want to do anything that Gone would be like, Oh, I guess we can't be friends anymore. So he's willing to do like literally whatever Gone asks of him. Yeah. And it's a cool, relatable pain there too, because like you said, it's very like, this is their first real friendship where they're really trying to commit to each other. And that's, there's a lot of relatable stuff about that where like, you know, you, you have to grow up and learn how to treat people. And neither of these kids really have this like way to communicate to each other. Like what's fucked up about their friendship especially when Kilua really is just like yeah I mean I'm fine because I've gone through worse like you know like (laughs) and yeah yeah and yeah you can definitely see like the influence of his family there especially like with the things with the thing where he breaks his hands because like we know Kilua was just like regularly tortured so that's him now that's just he's just like oh yeah that's how you express love for someone is by just like enduring inconceivable Mm -hmm. pain without flinching or anything um, it's there's some really sad stuff with kilawa when he um at the end of um the very first arc when he's like 
I just want to be friends with Gone, but specifically what he says before that is I'm tired of killing people. Like he doesn't want to live this life where he's putting himself in Mm -hmm. danger all the time and he doesn't want to kill people. He's killed a lot of people. We talk about his body count in this arc and (laughs) he doesn't want to do that anymore. What he wants is to be Gone's friend, but what Gone wants, I mean, Gone wants to live this life though. And he thinks it's cool that Kilo is an assassin and has all these powers. So while they do want to be friends with each other, there's a real conflicting goal there with Kilua wanting this friendship but also wanting this friendship to be like just a fun chill friendship and Gon coming at it from the other end where he's like yeah Kilua was badass and cool and I want him to be that person and that's who I want you know that's who he wants to be friends with and that's really sad and it's like I know we talk a lot about Kilua mm-hmm. but it's also just as damaging on like Gon's side because mm-hmm. like He's overzealous. He wants to live the life of like an exciting life of a hunter. He wants to be in that life of like of danger, of excitement, of mystery. And so like he needs someone who can reel him in and be like, no, you fucking idiot. You need to like take a moment and not do this. Yeah. Or you need not to like run into danger. Because we've seen in this arc that he will blow off his own hands to be like, cool, just learn that I can keep one of them here. And like Kilua can't do that for him mm-hmm. because he's so afraid of being yeah. alone and being like his family being like, yeah, see, we told you, you're not able to make friends. And so he's like, I'll allow Gon to do whatever. And it's like, no, you should be able to be like, Gon, you are selfish. You are an asshole. Never do that again. Or I'm not talking to you. Yeah. And it's like, it's sad because they both need like these boundaries in this friendship and they aren't giving it to each other. And it's, only gonna get worse and yeah. i it's so good that's I, it's one of my favorite parts about the tragedy angle of this is like they really are good for each other if they would establish those boundaries yeah. like if kilawa was able because gone says in the one um when they're escaping um nobunaga when he's like yeah your job yeah. With, with me is you have to keep a cool and level head and not blow up like you did in there because you need to be able there to reel me back in because that is their two character things and i mean that is self fish of him but they do work really well together but only if Kilua is able to be like yeah you're being fucked up you need to back off and if Gon is actually going to listen to him and as we go forward I think that gets less and less because Kilua is so into this idea of being just with Gon and having no real goals outside of that that he's not really willing to um to push him in that way anymore when he, you know, when they first met, he was a little bit more able to do that. I am sitting here fucking vibrating, thinking about everything that goes on. In <laughs> Every time you like mention like a character flaw or detail, my brain fucking like mm-hmm. lights up like the MRI scan. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. That's the portion that lights up when any mentioned. Oh no. <laughs> like I'm popping yeah. off right now. Yeah, it's, I think, yeah, we can really just sort of summarize, like, all of these thoughts here by sort of saying, like, they both need Mm -hmm. each other. I think the series makes that absolutely clear. Like, they need that companionship and friendship and, like, the character growth that comes out of, like, being with each other. Also, they're both on the road to self-destruction. Hmm, funny how that works. (laughs) They, like, they're both leading each other, merrily skipping and running and smiling down the road that... It leads to their both eventual destruction and it's it's good it is just so fucking good 
Yeah. I Yeah. I'm a real like a real slut for tragedy and this is just peak tragedy writing where you can see them fitting together in a real hopeful and healthy way for each other but because they, you know, because they fit together so well, they also are just not doing what they need to do, just that little push that they would need to have this like healthy version of their friendship it's just like that so close element that i love in good tragedies and uh yeah big props to mm-hmm. like especially this arc for building that <sighs> oh, chimera God. aunt huh i'm, I'm just thinking, I'm about, thinking it. about it i'm so scared guys <laughs> i am thinking so much about it as you should be holy shit yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a fun time. We're gonna be in this arc for the next year, but it, I'm gonna be loving every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this is gonna I'm be... gonna be shaking the table every time we go mm-hmm. to record. <laughs> I'm gonna be rabid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... we're we're gonna be experiencing so much pain. We're gonna have all the bones in our hands broken <laughs> over the course of this arc, and we're gonna say it's fine. We love it. Yeah. I, like, thank you, Togashi. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> He's going to repeatedly break my fingers, and I'm going to say, thank you. I love your work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah. I think we talked about our favorite character work of this arc. We talked about our rankings. Is there anything else you guys want to just generally talk about this arc? Any video game thoughts? Any thoughts on extremely cool dodgeball games? I had an idea for a, a little one-off yeah. segment here. Yo-yos as weapons discourse. <gasps> okay. They're very heavy yo-yos. <laughs> <laughs> and have you ever gotten, like, just casually smacked by a fucking yo-yo? Like, those babies oh, hurt. Oh, it fucking hurts. These are very heavy yo-yos. Yeah. I feel like there's nothing cooler yeah. you can do than grab a fucking yo-yo and be like, I'm gonna kill you with this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, like... you. Obviously, like, the use of yo-yos in this series as weapons is very unrealistic, but, like, it's it's anime, so we fucking allow it. Like, we all know that Killua is super strong, so, like, sure, he can just use a hundred-pound yo-yo, no problem, without breaking all the bones in his hands again. (laughs) Um, He had a tiny arm. (laughs) But, but yeah, as someone... He was keeping it in his shoulder. Uh, but yeah, I think I do want to, like, sort of talk about, like, the nitty-gritty details of that and, like, sort of all the reasons why that wouldn't work in real life, just because that's that's sort of fun to me. Yeah, I would love to hear, because um, I know nothing about yo Let's talk about why your exotic weapon skill sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, obviously, like, the first thing I do want to address is just, like, the weight of the yo-yo. Um... Because, yeah, it is canonically, like, 110 pounds. It's, like, that's... That that would absolutely break your hand. There is no way that that is, like, sustainable. Because you're, like, throwing this thing as hard as you can. And just, like, even just lifting a 100-pound weight with one hand is a lot. Just, like, throwing it at the ground and then having to, like, cushion that momentum. There's no fucking way. It would, like... And all that is, like, concentrated around, like, one finger, and just, like, the, 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 and, you know, uh, the way you 
even attach a yo-yo to your finger is with a slip knot. So, like, the more pressure on that string there is, the tighter it yeah. gets. Like, you would lose circuit... Like, e even... Even if you did have, like, incredible inhuman strength, you would still be, like, cutting off all circulation to that finger in a very severe way, just from, like, the weight and pressure of yeah. that. Can I cut in real quick and just say the string itself? Yeah. Like, if you're slinging a yo-yo that's a hundred like, how strong is that string? It doesn't snap or anything. Like, that, what is, what is he using there? Uh, well, yeah. it's a special Nen string that yeah, is absolutely and undestructible. Oh, sure. Yeah. Whose net ability is that? Uh, Miluki's. Yeah, no, that's that's the next thing I want to get to, because, like, in the anime, it looks as if the string is actually portrayed as, like, a steel cable or something. Um, it definitely is. <laughs> now, now, yeah, I definitely want to talk about that, but, like, for real yo-yos, you're changing your string pretty often, even with, like, synthetic strings that are, like, made to be very durable and, like, have high tensile strength and not break you're still like putting a lot of friction on that you're still like just doing this repeated you know just like repeated throwing and catching and just putting pressure on the string like strings wear out like mm -hmm. pre pretty pretty consistently like you might you might be changing if you're if you're using it a lot you might be changing it like every day or even like every couple of hours like you you when you buy strings you buy them in like bunches of 10 bunches of, of 100 yeah. like you you want bulk so like yeah with a 100 pound yo-yo obviously that problem is going to be compounded by several orders of magnitude well, um kilo probably has a few hundred well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, but that is a thing, too, because if it is a steel cable, sure, that's stronger. But then also, how does that work as a yo-yo? Because it doesn't exactly. seem to have the same. Well, I don't want to. I don't know if elasticity is the right word, but yeah, it wouldn't bend the same way and stuff like that. Yeah. Also. Definitely. Yeah, there there is a certain amount of elasticity that like the string needs in order. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that, because, like, a steel cable is, like, a lot stiffer. It's not going to coil like a regular mm -hmm. string would. So, yeah, just even getting that initial, like, friction to, like, start winding back up around the yo-yo, I think is going to be, like, next to impossible with a steel cable. Um, so, yeah, you're, yeah. like, dead also, on with that. Also, someone guitar and ukulele, those things break, too. I mean, yeah, and, like, obviously mm -hmm. with that, like... If it really is still cable, part of the reason I mean, you have to tune a guitar because those things move in heat. Like you, I mean, obviously you don't have to have it tuned mm -hmm. if you're going to play like, you know, if you're using a yo-yo, but that thing's going to expand and contract in all sorts of weird ways. If you're, it's just, <laughs> that whole thing is just a little, yeah, a little <laughs> infeasible there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's so, and I I might be remembering this wrong, but I think like at some point in the Chimera Antarch for the manga version, um, we actually get a much closer look at mm -hmm. uh at the at the string, and it's actually drawn as a chain instead of a cable, which is which is even more fucked up <laughs> because uh it's gonna get twisted, like, when you throw and catch the yo-yo, or do an inside mm -hmm. loop, or any sort of trick, that it's gonna put a half twist on the string, like, 
actually managing string tension is a big part of like two a looping yo yo it's like you know, you have to mix in, like, forward hops and, like, outside loops and, like, sidewinders and shit just to, like, keep your string from, like, getting coiled too tightly. And with a chain, that's just gonna absolutely fuck <laughs> you up. Like, you know, and that's, like, it, that's, like, even ignoring the question of, like, whether, like, this jewelry fine chain is gonna, like, be able to support this ridiculous <laughs> amount of, like, weight and G-force. Like, yeah. Like, once again, speaking of elasticity, I don't know about a chain. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be all kinds of fucked up using a chain (laughs) for a yo-yo. That has me feeling the same way as when you, like, learn watching Naruto that that mesh shirt that they all wear is actually chain mail. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, no, it ain't. It sure isn't. No, that's a sexy goth, uh, that's a sexy goth uh, fishnet shirt there. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. That ain't chain mail. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That ain't stopping shit. That's just for the look. Yeah. (laughs) You can't fool me. That's exactly right. He went to Hot Topic and bought that. End of story. Uh Uh-huh. You you can't, you can't. I love that it's a chain. (laughs) (laughs) I love how that makes no sense. How do you wind that up? Yeah, like, I mean, it's a cool power. Um, Power? Well, yeah, it does seem like he could have done some of this stuff with like, it didn't have to be a hundred pounds. Obviously that helps, but if- Remember the skateboard? I do remember his skateboard. I want Kilua to bring the skateboard back. I have a question. They're on difficult terrain for a skateboard most of the time, but it would be nice. Okay. What's your question? This is a little bit of a spoiler. Sky, plug your ears or don't. I don't really care. Uh So Kilua uses electricity and obviously the law of anime equates that he gets super Mm -hmm. speed from electricity. Yeah. The law of anime. (laughs) Where the fuck is his skateboard (laughs) during that? Right? I want to see him zooming. Could you imagine? That would kick ass. <laughs> that is all I want to say. What if he put a knife on it? He just comes at you super speed and there's just a fucking knife on his skateboard? Yeah, Actually, but- you know what? I'm imagining the scene from Skate the Infinity where uh, what's-his-face weird dude gets off his skateboard, runs full speed, turns around, and then just hits the dude cherry in the face. <laughs> That's actually I what kill us. That's actually Killua's power. It sucked when Adam did it in Skate the Infinity yeah, because fuck is. that guy. But uh, I would love to see Killua just like zooming around with a skateboard and then he just gets off and smacks somebody <laughs> in the face. I'm just That scene ruled when Adam did it and it's gonna rule when Killua does it. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the Sonic fan fiction I'm writing right now where one of my OCs has a skateboard and a big gigantic scythe and that's how she fights. Wait, is the skateboard part of the scythe? <laughs> N- Unfortunately, no. It's just like a regular skateboard, and she just rides that while swinging around a giant ass scythe, and it's stupid but perfect. I love that for her. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like a more probably a more realistic version of like yo-yo as weapon. I think you probably want like a heavy yo-yo, but not like something that's gonna break your wrist. I think like. Most yo-yos are under 16 ounces, especially, like, you know, like, looping yo-yos, the kind that you're gonna be, like, throwing and pulling back all the time, are, and, yeah, and, like, redirecting the momentum with. Those are usually even lighter, like, maybe half of that, (laughs) um, uh, but, yeah, so I think, like, probably the most you want 
to go with in terms of weight would be like two pounds, maybe three. <laughs> I think like just to deal with like you you might want some like protective hand gear to go along with that, just because like that is gonna put a lot of strain on like your wrists and fingers. Um definitely some sort of thicker, like reinforced string just to like handle all that weight. And I think probably you're gonna want, like, studs on the outside rim of the yo-yo just to, like, sort of increase that, you know, PSI and, like, do more with the yeah. with the weight that you have. And that's, I think that's probably the most feasible version mm-hmm. of yo-yo as This would been. be completely infeasible, but it would be sick as hell to have, like, blades on the outside of it. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, like that would be that would be totally fucking sick. I don't know how. Yeah, would exactly. Do it like it would not fingers. be feasible, but it would be very sick. I have something to one up you. Oh yeah. Remember yeah. our discourse from last week oh. about the yo-yos? Which Get specifically? This. Hacky sacks as weapons. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I am still thinking about Kilo bouncing around that 100-pound weight, just kicking it. Now think about it. Let's consider this as a weapon. Hacky sack, yo-yo, as a weapon. Hmm. How are we feeling about that? Hmm. So, with the hacky sack as a weapon. Yeah. That kind of just seems like you could throw a rock. Because really what a hacky sack (laughs) is, is just a small ball, so... This is my Not brain to has shit been... on your idea, but I feel like you could just have a satchel of rocks and have like the same effect. My brain has been reactivated to the old anime D. Gray Man, also an anime that will never finish. Um, sure. Uh, there was a character in it that I remember really liking because his entire bo- power is that he had a fucking soccer ball that had a bell in it and he was just really good at kicking it and it would make things explode for no apparent reason. And I remember that character constantly. So now Why I'm just thinking have about that. a bell that. in it? He just liked the bell. <laughs> okay. I think the point was supposed to be the sound from the bell would cause things to explode. There, It was never explained. He lasted one episode. Sure. But I really thought he was cool because I was like, that man just fucking doing some sick juggling skills to blow up monsters. And I like that. <laughs> maybe, maybe there's a Hunter Hunter AU where instead of becoming a jock, Razor became like a college hippie. And mm. learns to play hacky sack instead of mm. volleyball. Hunter Hunter AU, except I'm writing it right now, where Razor is a <laughs> weed-smoking hippie. <laughs> what else are they going to do on that island? He had to wait for 15 people to get in a group and show up. I think Gon is probably the first kid he fought. Like, they, they, they're they probably smoking down there. I mean, sure, they're jocks, but, you know. I'm they were doing kidding. something. Razor is straight edge. Did you see that guy? He has never touched a drug in his life. They literally got him off death row. For murder. Yeah! Not drug use. I don't think you can call him straight edge when he's killed a man. (laughs) He's never done any drugs! His body is a (laughs) temple, Sky. I didn't say he wasn't a murderer. I said he just is straight edge. He saw that dare lion, he made a promise, and he never broke it. He did kill that dare lion, though. D, I won't do drugs. A won't have an attitude. <laughs> R, I will respect myself, also for Razor. E, I will educate me now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Razor. That's, that's what, Razor's that's motto. A, that's above the door to his little grotto. That's right. That <laughs> Naruto anyone, says better believe it. Any Anytime someone 
mentions that they're in a video game and wants to leave the island, or if anyone rolls a fat doink in his presence, he fucking obliterates them. Yeah. He's like, respect your fucking self. That's exactly right. Where do you think Razor has the head of Darren the Dare Lion mounted? <laughs> mm, I would love to see his trophy room, actually. <laughs> Uh, it's in the lighthouse Mm. (laughs) yeah there's a secret in the lighthouse if you go in there's just like there's the dare line actually he looted all the treasure out of that like one spot that the light points to and just put that oh it's in poseidon's cave i love that he put it in poseidon's cave just to piss off the sailors yeah there's no actual treasure there it's a sacred place it is razor's sacred place it's his treasure He said I said I would never do drugs, and then I killed that lion. That's right. Who else is in his trophy room? He's got the he's got Daryl the lion. He's got his head. Who else? Who else has he got in there? Uh, Tony the tiger. Uh, this is one. This is one that that May from Lost in Translation Mon occasionally talks about. Apparently, there was just like a giraffe mascot in a costume that taught them that teaches sex ed in Australia. Hey, what the fuck? So definitely that one. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. So he's just Is got the all the- Is teaching them about sex ed because it got that throat game or- Yeah, yes. probably. <laughs> okay. I just like, I wondered why it was a giraffe and then I was like, oh, long neck. Of course. <laughs> I Well, now yeah. all I'm thinking about is how uh-huh. giraffes like- Throat game? Well, no. <laughs> no, how they tell- <laughs> giraffes tell if um female giraffes are like you know ovulating ready to mate by smacking them and like it like in the bladder basically and making them piss and then drinking that piss to figure out if they're ovulating or not so i don't think that probably made it into do into the sex ed i don't know how much they go into piss play so they got the throat game and they're into piss play giraffes freaks Australia really beyond one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, so giraffes are pretty nasty if you think about they it. They are. They are super nasty. So is, is it like all the mascots? Like, does he have Smokey the Bear in there too? He's like, fuck you. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Smokey the Bear is there, but in a different way. It's Razor Special Room. Oh. Mm. <laughs> is he fucking Smokey the Bear? Yes. What part of that was like? <laughs> did you not get it the first time? Not Tony the Tiger though. He killed Tony the Tiger, but he is fucking. Tony the Tiger sells sugar-coated cereal brands. Mm. He would never fuck Tony the Tiger. Smokey the Bear just wants to prevent wildfires. No, Razor's all about that. And since Tony Tiger is also a jock, Razor definitely killed him in a volleyball match. Mm. (laughs) He was feeling threatened in dodgeball. He obliterated Tony the Tiger. The thing about Razor getting with another jock is that even during one game of any sport, he will obliterate them instantly. Yeah, I feel like they might have had one night where they tried to do like the fake wrestling thing, like, you know, jock for jock. And Razor ripped him in half. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It got way too intense, way too quick. And Tony the Tiger was dead. Yeah, he did the backbreaker. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. We've been kind of all over the place this episode. What else? It's our fucking season wrap up. It's, it's too be expected. Yeah, no, I'm just wondering if we have anything else to talk about for this season or any, I mean, 
you know, we can't get too deep going forward, but if we have any going forward thoughts, looking back thoughts. I'm trying to figure out things that happen this season that aren't just me getting fucking jazz for Khmer Antark that Genthru was good. Yeah, uh, I will say the one weakness of this arc was when in the very beginning we were introduced to like 15 people. We learned three yeah, of their names. <laughs> well, right, but like it's all these people and he keeps following them like over like several episodes and then Genthru is like, ha I'm the bomber, you're all dead. And like there was like that whole like hostage situation that we followed for a while and then he just killed them all. Buddy, do I have an arc coming up for you? <laughs> yeah. It's called Khmer Antark. I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have a fun time trying to pick out the first Sona for mm. Puha. He died yeah. so fucking quickly. Buddy, do I have an arc for you? I feel I feel I feel like I I, I got maybe like 30% of the vibes from these people I need to, in order to assess them. I'm I'm gonna have yeah, I'm gonna have a challenge ahead of me. <laughs> Just, we need a we need to get like yeah. character sheets for these guys. What are their interests? <laughs> what do they like to hang out that isn't a cave in which they all die? Right. Especially because, uh, like, yeah. everyone here is a hunter. We saw, like, three nun abilities in this entire thing. Like, we got into Genthru's, we got into <laughs> Bisky's. Susan Guerrero didn't show off his nun ability. What a cheap ass. Yeah. What a cheap what ass. What the fuck is Guerrero doing? <laughs> we, saw, we saw his hops. I do like how we... He got his fucking back broken. His persona is a kangaroo. Because hops. I don't even remember the... <laughs> yeah, I do right. love how his first test, he's like, boys, I shall show you a test that shows how strong you've become. Jump! Really high! Really fucking high. Um, I did like the thing where... Um, what Was it when Genther was following them? Where it was like halfway through the season and Seth Guerra was like, hmm, it's not a card, so it must be a Nen ability. And I'm like, yeah, everyone here is a hunter. Why is no one using Nen ever? They're in a video game. <laughs> They're playing the video game. I know, but like the whole point of it was you have to have a Nen ability to get in. Everyone is expecting like, you know, car battles, but also Nen battles. And Genther was the only one taking advantage of that. Yeah, it is incredibly funny how no one, like, everyone's like, well, how is the bomber doing all this? And then he's just like, guys, you stupid idiots. I have a Nen ability. I have a Nen ability, you stupid fucking morons. Right? You idiots. What are you doing? It's just whack to think. I mean, I guess, And then you know, Garenu was like, I have a Nen ability too. It's gorillas. Technically, do you have to have, I don't think you have to have a developed ability. Ability. No, you Although, just have to be able to use Nen. Yeah, if you're getting in with the rich guy, everyone there had to show him their Nen abilities. So obviously there's like that. Like if you got in that way, you have to have an impressive Nen ability. But like, yeah, everyone in this game probably does have a sick-ass Nen ability. And no yeah, one's like really the one girl we talked them. about whose Nen ability was to make her Bahanga Bangaroos big and luscious. Um, side note. Yeah? What happened to her? She died. Uh, yeah, no, I know she died, and I'm very sad about it. She was a bitch, and I love her. Um, when Bisky went and showed her net ability, mm-hmm. did she get really buff, or did he, she just bring out her masseuse? Oh, her net ability is her masseuse. Right. So she went in there, and she's like, I have a person who is a masseuse. And Sazgara was like, awesome, you're in. She probably like showed a little bit of her fucking like, Nen as like a thing. 
And then Cesar is like, I feel like you're really buff, but you're not showing me. And she's like, haha, maybe. <laughs> I just love that. Like She her- probably challenged him to some fucking like, I don't know, arm wrestling. And then she snapped his arm. I guess. And then massaged it better. Yeah, she massaged it better. And he's like, wow, that's a cool nun ability. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> she just beat the shit out of him and then was like, but wait. Yeah. And then but brought out her She's like, Sarah, you're back. <laughs> you have so much tension. If you were to get hit in the back by a dodgeball of some sort, you could get fucked up for an entire game. Mm. <laughs> you could be completely useless and have to rely on 12-year-olds and a pervert clown. Yeah, right? I think Bisky can do what she wants. I will say... <laughs> <laughs> Pisky yeah. has the right. That she is just exactly goes in right. and says, let me an old she... man. I want to play the game. Yeah, pretty much. She's like, I want to play the game. And he's like, what's your nun ability? And she says, listen, listen. Fuck you, that's I'm what. I'm speaking directly into your ear. And, 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 You're and going so to let me like, into this damn, game. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, he's like, mm, well, you know, yeah, I guess so. Anyways. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I will say Khmer Anhark has a lot going for it. In the future, what all the arcs before it have that do damage them irreparably, it does have Hisika. Yeah. Mm. This arc did unfortunately have Hisika like the arcs before it. Yeah, I kept, I mean, we really have beat Hisika like a dead horse on this podcast. Um, and we will beat him again. Exactly. Um, I really, ass. this arc really did... I don't want to say disappointed me because I've always been disappointed in Hisika, but I do want to reiterate again that I really like if Hisika was just, he can even, I won't say you can't have horny, creepy villains. I I don't care. I think he's kind of fun and I get like, there's a lot of fandom around him, which is, you know, whatever. And I get it from the perspective of like maybe the first season, but it's like they hammered down on it every single time he showed up. And it's like, no, he's genuinely yeah. a pedophile, genuinely gets a boner whenever he sees these two fucking 12-year-olds. And, the, and they were playing it for comedy exactly. in this season more than any other, which just makes it that much worse, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, punch too, because it's always like weird pedophilia, gross. Then we get into like the actual arc where things have to happen, and he's like really cool and valuable and doing some like 3d chess bullshit and it's like oh well that's super cool and interesting and then right after it ends and he's just like and the whole time i had a boner and it's like well what the fuck dude yeah it's like going back to um uh i'm gonna bring up the fucking tournament arc again that was so scary when he was fighting when Gon was fighting Hisuka and you see him in there and he's just giving him that look the whole time, not even like a creepy, like, like he, it's scary because Gon is in here like, oh yeah, I just want to see what I can do. And he's finally going to fight me one-on-one and I'm really excited for it. And it's so scary because you're looking at Hika, Hisuka and his scary smile and it's like, oh man, this guy could really fuck him up and he really wants to. And it's scary and good. And then it also just has the thing where he's like, oh, I'm so horny for this. And then I'm like, you're doing this comedy bit where he's into Gone in that specific way. And it ruins the scary because why do this comedy bit in here? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why is all I have to say about Once again, it. The one two punch, because the episode before that had him fucking with Castro. Right. Remember that? Like, that was so good. That episode fucking ruled. That episode rules. That two episodes ruled. Yeah. 
two episodes of the same thing, just them saying, like, this is how I did it. And it ruled. I love that shit. And then 10 minutes later, it's like he's like being like, I have a boner. And I'm just like, oh, okay, never mind, dude. Right. Like I even You're uninvited to my birthday party. I even enjoy the weird bloodlust stuff in season one where he has to go lean against a tree because he's so goddamn murder horny. I think it's so funny and I love characters like that who are just fucked up and evil in the worst way possible. Once again, but I'm then, just saying replace him with Razor. Yeah, but then yeah, exactly. Every time it comes into like being like Every time it gets to the edge of being really terrifying and a really, really good, compelling villain, they have to bring in the comedy routine of him being a pedo. And it's like, don't do that. It ruined it. I'm, I'm over it now. Mm. Yeah. It's frustrating. It sucks. It is one of, like, overall of Hunter Hunter, like, that is one of the most frustrating pieces of writing like over and over again like every villain yeah. is so good and so developed except Ooh. for Hisika because every time they try to make him <laughs> really scary they just cut it off at the pass good thing to me yeah, it's definitely no. like the worst part of the series it's definitely like the the the, the caveat that yeah. it, I think is like most likely to turn a person off of this series yeah you know? like Hunter Hunter I'm you know like when I do occasionally talk to people and I'm like, yeah, I do. I, I, I'm on a podcast. It's an anime podcast. I'm like, well, okay, here's the thing. Hunter Hunter is good. It's extremely yeah. good. You do have to just ignore I, some of the Yeah, I recommend this anime, but first I exactly. have to disclose some facts about yeah. this clown. It's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing Kamei Antark doesn't have any weird pedophile subplots. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> it's frustrating. Good thing we're going to get none of those. <laughs> it's very annoying to have like so much really, really, really good writing and then be like, also, if you want to get into it, just here's a trigger warning and here's how it really yeah. sucks for the series and how it really, again, takes away from the better parts of the writing. Mm-hmm. Fuck Hisuka. Yeah, fuck Hisuka. Yeah, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was that was a disappointing part of this arc. And again, like I loved his conversation with uh except for how he talks to Kaluto, I loved his conversation with Nobunaga and uh, Machi even. Yeah, once again, the one-two mm-hmm. punch. Yeah. He says some really cool shit that's really cool and threatening and nice, and then he's just like, anyways, I still have that boner. I guess in that scene, it isn't really as played for comedy, so I'm almost willing. Like, it's not good, but it doesn't bother me yeah. in the same way the rest of it does as much, where I'm like, okay, this is part of him being a creepy villain. Other, you know, it's it just has a slightly different edge to it, but... Yeah, yeah. We again, we've we beat Hisuka like a dead horse, and like we will probably. I, I think when we get to this mysterious character y'all are talking about, I might we might have to bring him back up again. But for mm. now, I'm done. Hmm. Well, we've been going for about a solid two hours. Yeah. A we- solid, a solid, yeah, unhinged two hours. <laughs> Do we have? Anything else <laughs> we would like to beat this dead horse with mm. before we enter the terminal hell? I think I think yeah. I think I've got all my thoughts out for now. This has been a wonderful podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I am. I regret to inform you guys, I will not survive the next arc we go into. Yeah, 
I will be dead on the pavement by the time we get yeah. through even like the first half of this first arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we won't even have the funny sound effects in the OVA to sustain I us. I know anymore. I'm actually gonna have to train my brain to read manga now, so that like it's not just Keith sitting here like, yeah, this is how the manga went. Like <laughs> I'm going to have to sit here and truly lose my mind for an hour hour to an hour and a half every day Mm -hmm. and i i don't think i'm ready for it honestly fun fact for those at home uh (laughs) yeah devin has already been cheating a little bit you're gonna air out my dirty fucking laundry a little bit because like it's very like i'll just come home from work and he's like watching Khmer antark and he's like three episodes in and i'm like three well i don't know how far you are in because i'm yeah let's just say three Uh uh-huh yeah just three um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of going back and forth and rewatching, I think. Cause, uh, <laughs> I think, um, just from like having seen you watch it like before, it's just gonna be like, oh no, we have to stop at two and actually talk about just these two. <laughs> just, oh no, we have to fester on this for a while. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a good, fun, tragic mess. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I can't believe we're here already. We're we're at the Chimera Ant arc. We're in I the know. furry arc. We get to meet all the furries this arc. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to talk about Chi Two for a solid two hours. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be so fun doing Hunterpedia in this season because we already know half the characters for Sonas. Yeah. They're just it's just it's, it's that's just, just how they are. That's just those guys. It's just gonna be a pretty easy column to fill in. It's them. It's yeah. we look at them and we say, Yeah, that's their persona. Oh, uh, um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to all the emotional pain. I'm looking forward to the, the furries. Um we're going to have a good time with it. I'm um, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm very excited just from watching the intro. I'm like, "Oh yeah, look at all those all those cool dudes. I like the butterfly guy with the big wings." Mm-hmm. Every time cool. I watch the intro, I see my one special boy with a giant pompadour and I lose my mind for a second. <laughs> my one very very special son who is an idiot and nice. Yeah, he seems very nice. He's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay well it's been two hours we need to get the fuck out of here yeah, yeah. let's wrap let's it up wrap let's it up. do our plugs you can find the podcast at goingwellhunting at twitter.com and you can find our email at goingwellhunting at gmail.com you can also find me on twitter at groovingastly my profile picture is now of my favorite was is now a picture done by wonderful podcasting queen sarah sonhachenya it is of scraggy but it is on zagreus's body and i call them scraggrius they are for pokemon league and i care about them dearly wonderful and perfect so everyone should go look at it thank you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sounds good um you can find uh the podcast also on Tumblr at Go and Expo Looks Hunting, and I'm also on Tumblr at Dankus McDonald, and then you can find my Twitter at Sky underscore Bird 36. Uh, I'm a Space Robot on Fur Affinity, where I'm doing some fun furry art. Go check out the fucking skateboarder Sonic OC with a big scythe that I mentioned. <laughs> I'm very excited Hell about that. Yes. <laughs> Her name is Sophie. She's 17 years old, and she's dumb as hell. Good. That's peak character design right there. 
Well, is it time we close this out? Yeah, I think so. Well, to all of our wonderful listeners, I gotta, I gotta say again. Mm-hmm. Starland remained loyal to Eggman despite this and wished to conquer the whole world on behalf of him with a clear vision. However, he eventually realized that he could do better than Eggman and now seeks to rule the world as Eggman's superior replacement. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.